below, and welcome to a two-part chapter of Traveling on Lime Kiln Pike with your host, Bryant Powell. In today's chapter, I wanted to talk about my adventurous trip to one of the most luxurious cities in the world, Dubai and the United Arab Emirates. In the first part of the podcast, I wanted to talk about how my butt even got over there in the first place. In the second part, I want to really go into deep detail about everything I did during my stay in Dubai. To listen to more Traveling on Lime Kiln Pike podcasts, please like and subscribe. Now, let me tell you about Chapter 21, Part 1, Dubai. So I went to Dubai in the winter of 2015. Why did I go out there? Well, I'll explain it more in my story later in the podcast, but I found an amazing flight deal to fly to Abu Dhabi for a very, very, very low price. I'm talking really low. And when I saw that opportunity, I thought it was a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to really take my first true international trip outside the continental North America. Who went with me? It was me and my girlfriend at the time that went. How'd I get there? Well, I flew, obviously, there, and I was in Dubai for five days flying on Etihad Airlines. And where did we stay? We stayed at the Courtyard Marriott, right next to the Mall of Emirates in Dubai. So again, that's a little bit of a background of how I got there, and why I got there, but I'll explain more of my story of how that even fell to fruition. So while you're in Dubai and the United Arab Emirates, here are a few tips and tricks you should follow to make sure your experience is best as possible. Tip number one, really understand Sharia law. Before going to United Arab Emirates, one must really read up on the laws of the state since it follows the Sharia law. While Dubai is much more relaxed than other Arab cities, it's safe to still follow their laws. Things like holding hands with your spouse in public, kissing, swearing, or staying in the same hotel room with someone you're not married to is actually illegal. When it comes to dressing, they're a bit more relaxed in Dubai. Uh, be able to expose some skin, especially near resort and tourist areas. But you can't be just wearing a, a tank top and, uh, and booty shorts because that might be frowned upon and you could risk actual being fine or even arrested. So just be aware that in a different culture, you should follow their customs just to be safe. But overall, I felt extremely safe in the city with how I dressed, in which I and my girlfriend at the time dressed very conservatively when we got there. The second tip I recommend is to bring your checkbook. Dubai is not a penny pitch place whatsoever. While it was very cheap, I mean very cheap for us to get to Dubai, that was about all when it comes to cheapness within the city. Prices for food were very similar to New York City or Los Angeles, Maybe like $15 a plate for lunch and over $25 for dinner. 
our hotel stay was around $900 uh, for the five days that we were there. So around $200 something a night. Plus, you can see with many, many malls across the whole entire area, there are tons of luxury shops like Tiffany's and Louis Vuitton, so on and so forth. Then people were driving luxury cars as Porsches and Lamborghinis. So it's a very affluent area. So make sure you bring a lot of money when you come. Tip number three, it is hot in here. It's hot in Dubai. I cannot preface enough. It is very extremely hot there. You basically are in the middle of the desert. During February, when we actually went, it was also during the colder seasons, it was still hitting nearly around 100 degrees every day. During the hotter months, it can actually feel over 120 degrees in some areas. While it is a dry heat, I found plenty of times I had to quickly get into places that had air conditioning so I can just feel relaxed. Also, with all the health and dryness, plus being in the desert, Occasional dust storms do appear, which was very new to me in the first thing I saw in my whole entire life. And it's basically, you couldn't barely see five feet in front of you because of all the dust. So overall, it's very hot. It's very dry. You're in the desert. So prepare. Tip number four, it looks like Vegas, but it's not. When you first arrive into Dubai, it looks, it sounds, and it feels like Las Vegas. All the lights, the luxury, the buildings, everything screams that you're in Sin City, especially the immaculates of everything. But as an FYI, looks can be very deceiving. Everything you can do in Vegas, such as gambling, open drinking, going to different nightclubs, especially gentlemen's clubs, etc., is forbidden in Dubai. Just as an FYI, whenever happens in Dubai, We'll leave Dubai. English is the completely fine as my next tip. Knowing just English in Dubai, which is the actual business center of the Middle East, akin to New York City, uh, in, in the United States, so on and so forth, is completely fine. They have two national languages within the country, which is Arabic and English. And most people spoke both. As well, it is a very international city with people all across the world coming here to do business. So you definitely will see a decent mix of people from Europe, Pakistan, Middle East, India, and the Americans. So walking around just knowing English, you'll be completely fine. Signs are in English and Arabic. Most people speak it, so if you don't only know English, you'll be completely fine. And alas... An extra tip is number six, weekends start on Friday. So again, a little small little note, their weekends in United Arab Emirates and Dubai actually start on Friday, not on Saturday like the U.S. So just be prepared when you're going out and do things during the weekend, it's going to actually start on Friday, not Saturday. So you want to have a Sunday brunch, you might be having Sunday brunch on Saturday. So yeah, here are just a few tips and tricks that I have when going to uh, United Arab Emirates, especially Dubai. And if you follow these, you'll have a completely fun, safe, and enjoyable time.
So how was I able to get this fantastic opportunity to go to Dubai? This journey, as I said earlier, will be a two-part conversation about my travels to the United Arab Emirates. Going into this, I never would have thought in my lifetime that the first time outside of North America for me would be going to Dubai. However, you never know what freight brings you at the end of the day. That's the one thing I can always confirm. While many times you can plan out where you are going, months in advance, sometimes the most unique trips come completely out of the blue and you have to make a very quick decision. This trip truly came out of the blue for me when during the early morning hours of Christmas of 2014, I got one of the best presents I would have ever gotten in my whole entire life. So I woke up early Christmas morning at my father's house, getting ready to enjoy the Christmas day, you know, going downstairs, opening up presents, watching a little bit of TV and having breakfast. At that time, it was just me and my dad celebrating Christmas together because my mother was in California at the time and my girlfriend at the time was spending Christmas with her family. So it was just us three for that point in time. So now I go downstairs, we open up our presents, we buy maybe two or three presents per each family member that was in the actual house. And we had a couple of Christmas cards that we opened. So not a huge Christmas at the end of the day, but it's enjoyable to have Christmas with the family. So after I was done opening my presents and really starting to start the day about to eat breakfast, I look at my phone and I start seeing multiple different texts and two missed calls from my girlfriend at the time wanted to speak to me ASAP. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, okay, she wants to wish me a Merry Christmas, uh, see how my day was going, what we want to do for the day, speaking wise. So I was about to answer a call back thinking that was going to be at the conversation, but it was, as I will say later, something far more unique. So she called me frantic on the phone saying, Do you, have you seen my text? Do you see my sex? I was like, no, I'm just no, about to talk to you. So like, she called me saying, hey, there's an amazing fair on Expedia right now. I think it's a mistake fair, and I think we need to book this ticket ASAP. So I'm like, okay, like, where are we going? What are we talking about? So she pulled up a link on her phone, and she sent me the text. The link literally said with multiple flights via the Expedia.com that there were multiple flights from Etihad Airlines flying from New York City to Abu Dhabi, to Johannesburg, South Africa, some places in India and Tokyo, all for under $200. And I'm like, this has to be a mistake. There's no way a round trip ticket is $200. So we went on the Etihad Airlines. It was looked at be like a thousand of dollars on there, but on Expedia it was less than two hundred. Saying like, "Huh, this is like a mistake." Fair. Look like they're not going to they're going to charge us up the yin yang if we do go through this. Let's not do it. But then she kept on convincing me, like, "No, people online are purchasing it. it it's confirmed. They're uh, they have the receipt on their credit card." She says, "We need to do it." Then I'm like, okay, let me personally take a look to see if this is working. And then I went on Expedia, did the particular dates, which the dates were from, I think, 
from February 2015 to maybe late spring in April. And then it started back up again in September all the way to like November. So those were the kind of the time frames that were open. And then I came up randomly going to Johannesburg and it was less than $200. I was like, holy crap, like it actually could go through. So literally within the next 15 minutes, we had to decide out of all these locations, which one we wanted to go to. So the little debate back and forth, I was looking for Tokyo for a certain degree. She wanted to go to Johannesburg. But I think we both came to the conclusion that Abu Dhabi would be the great suggestion because we felt that we neither have been there beforehand. Could be a once in a lifetime thing because we always feel like we go to Johannesburg and Tokyo at another point in time. And the immaculates of Dubai that people talk about was well worth even taking a look at. So after 15 minutes of debate, we decided that we would choose Abu Dhabi to go to for this particular mistake fair. So I went upstairs, got my credit card, went through the whole entire booking process through Expedia. And then when everything was kind of confirmed and transaction was paid out for the both of us going to Dubai during President's Day weekend for five days, it only cost us $371. And I'll admit this will probably be the best fare I'll ever purchase in my whole entire life. Being that cheap for that type of ride, I, I don't think I ever find something ever like that ever again. And I booked it. After I bought the deal and after we decided we need to celebrate Christmas with the fam because we were on the phone for 45 minutes. I started seeing the conversation on Twitter about the deal online. And I'm seeing a lot of people talking about the mistake fair. Keep on talking about the mistake fair. And I'm like, wow, I guess this is actually a thing. So I was glad that we took advantage of it before they kind of closed the door. And which I would figure out later, they don't close the door until I think maybe 15 or 16 hours after the mistake fair. So after I get off the phone, I told my dad and brother about the deal. And both of them were completely shocked that this would even happen or land on my lap. And were impressed that me and her just went for it, not knowing the hotel, what we're going to do, decided just to go for it. And my dad kind of said later, it's like, Santa seemed to be very good to you this year, which I kind of laughed. Now, later that afternoon, I went to my great uncle's house. Uh, for a Christmas dinner, uh, which was very good, by the way, looking back on it. You know, throughout the night, we're having conversations of what we did, what presents that we got, so on and so forth. But everyone kept on constantly asking about the fare that I bought, the mistake fare that I had, and how I was able to do it, what you're going to do there, and how you know it's going to work. So that was basically the top of conversation for Christmas dinner for all of us for that night, which... I was like, hey, I just bought the fair. I have no idea where I'm doing, what I'm going, but hey, I decided to go with it because you only live once. To my shock, an article came out a day later speaking to the fact that it was a computer error that wasn't fixed that allowed those prices to be low. And I was shocked at the fact that they didn't renege on that fair. They said that any fair that was bought for that particular day would be honored whenever you took it, which completely surprised me to be honest with you and I realized that holy crap I am actually now going to Dubai in February and lastly while I'll speak to more details about the actual trip and how we got there what we did and in the second part of this podcast 
I just really wanted to speak about how Black Twitter really took this opportunity to the next level. When I originally bought the flight, Black Twitter was really speaking about how this is a great opportunity, how everyone's taking advantage of it, and hey, you only have a limited amount of hours, need to take advantage of it. They constantly talked about it. Then once, you know, over the course of the next four or five months, you know, when I was preparing for the trip, when I took the trip and I came back from the trip, I have spoken to many different people about this fair mistake. And then many people I talked to actually knew someone else that actually took advantage of that particular sale or discounted ticket as well. And it was crazy to see that most of the people that took advantage of it that I know of were, were people of color. So... Black Twitter was very, very impressive Christmas 2014, making sure at least someone went out and had a good time in a place they might have never been able to afford beforehand. Again, I knew at least a dozen, half a dozen people, if not more, that took advantage of this trip. Now, not everyone went to Dubai. Some went to Johannesburg. Some went to Tokyo. But everyone that I know basically knew someone or knew someone that took this particular opportunity. And while I'll save this aspect for my story in the second podcast, when we finally did board the flight to go to Abu Dhabi, eventually get to Dubai, you can definitely tell the brothers and sisters got a deal because you can definitely see a sprinkling of us throughout the flight. So yeah, this was the pre-story on how I was able to get to Abu Dhabi, which eventually led to Dubai. And turned to a fantastic, memorable five-day trip for the both of us. In the next podcast, I will definitely talk about the adventures that we did, including riding on a camel in the middle of the desert, getting VIP experience at the Dubai Open, to nearly fearing for my life at one point in time. But yeah, that's the story of how I ended up even going to Dubai in the first place. If you decide to travel to Dubai, here are some places and locations I recommend going while you're there. Some places I recommend going to is actually going to malls. The malls in Dubai were some of the most luxurious, immaculate, and hugest structures I've seen in my whole entire life. Malls such as the Mall of the Emirates, which was by our hotel, was so large, they actually able to fit a ski rink inside of it. So if you wanted to go skiing or snowboarding, it literally looked like you're in the Aspen Alps with the snow and all the people wearing the parkas and so on and so forth. It was really immaculate that you're skiing inside a city in which it's 110 degrees outside same day. Another mall I recommend going to is the Dubai Mall. It's the largest mall in the world, even larger than the Mall of Americas. And it's an immaculate place that you can probably find any shop that ever existed within that mall. As well as outside the mall is a Dubai Fountain. Uh, really reminds me of the Bellagio Fountains in Las Vegas with all the fancy waterworks and music. And it's a very huge tourist attraction. A second place or activity I recommend doing is desert safaris. So desert safaris is they take you out in the middle of the desert and usually in a Jeep. And you basically just drive up and down sand dunes within the desert. And it's quite an experience. And a lot of times you have some type of dinner and other activities afterward, which I'll explain in more detail in part two of my podcast. Another place and location I recommend going to is a Dubai Gold Souk. 
it's basically the gold area of Dubai in which there are tons of shops that are selling gold and you can go negotiate different prices for gold. You can buy earrings, you can buy just small pieces of, of gold. It's, it's a very huge touristy area. And hey, if you want to buy some gold, no better place. Another place I recommend going to, which is actually right by Dubai Mall, is the Burj Khalifa. It's the largest building in the world. And once you see how large it is, you'll be significantly impressed with the stature of it. Another place I recommend going, especially for food, is Tribe Restaurant. It's actually in the Mall of the Emirates. It's actually an African-inspired cuisine in which it tastes, tastes, tastes different places all across the African continent of different types of food that are there. So I really liked it. Another place I recommend visiting is the Burj Al Arab. That is that seashell-looking building that's very famous in the skyline of Dubai. Unfortunately, we're able to go there because you need like a reservation or to even get onto the property. But we were able to take pictures of it uh, on the beach right outside of the gates. And lastly, if you're looking for more extreme luxury events or things to do, I recommend going to some helicopter tours and get a good bird's eye view of the whole entire city. Also, if you're more of, of the sea type of person, I definitely recommend doing the Dubai Marina Yacht Tour. Some luxurious ways of traveling and uh, enjoying Dubai while you're there. So yeah, those are the places and locations I recommend going. Again, I'll go into a lot more detail of some of the places I went to in my uh, part two part of my podcast for Dubai. Thanks for listening to this part one chapter of Traveling on Lime Kiln Pike. In the second part of this chapter on my travel to Dubai, I'll really go into detail on the day-to-day adventures and activities I did while I was in the United Arab Emirates' largest city. And lastly, if you decide to travel, make sure you bring a pal. Talk to you soon.